0: Hello there, my name is Lewis James, and I'm a composer, video game music enthusiast, and all-round nerd. Now, video game music has always inspired me and fascinated me throughout my life. For anyone that's counting, that's almost 30 years. The ability to immerse myself in different worlds, stories, and environments, and have the music act as a gateway to these mystical places never ceases to amaze me. So many boundaries have been broken in such a short space of time because of this medium. I invite you to join me as I analyse some of the greatest video game soundtracks of all time. Welcome to My Melodies of Life. We are starting to get into the real nitty-gritty of the Metal Gear Saga and there is a lot of music to cover. In order to go through what I want to go through, I'll have to do things a tiny bit differently than usual. Time for the admin. As the title of this episode has pointed out, this will be the first part of many covering the music of Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. This is possibly the biggest soundtrack I have covered yet, alongside Final Fantasy 7. There are so many personal highlights from this game that I want to talk about, which is partially due to how the story is played out. The game itself is split up into two chapters, the tanker chapter and the plant chapter. The soundtrack changes depending on the chapter that you're playing, so I'm going to be dedicating four episodes to this soundtrack. Part one, the episode you're listening to right now, will focus solely on the tanker chapter. The plant chapter will be split into two episodes as there's a notable part of the game that changes the soundtrack again. I'll reveal more as I get to releasing those episodes. The final part will focus primarily on music used during key story events. In other words, I'll be treating Metal Gear Solid 2 similarly to how I treated the first game. The only difference being the expansion of the number of episodes, thus allowing more of the music to be covered. I hope that makes sense. Now that that's done, let's take a look at the tanker incident of Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. Hideo Kojima has been given a plethora of different names by the gaming press in regards to his unique take in how he goes by directing a video game. He also expressed, and still does to this day, plenty of ambition, especially while the 21st century was within its infancy. After Metal Gear Solid was released, the commercial and critical success that soon followed broke several records. This can be seen as a gift and a curse for Kojima. If there is one word that I believe to not be in this personal dictionary, it would be stale. The next game needed to be bigger, more advanced, more immersive, and more cinematic. But how can you match up to one of the greatest games of all time? That's the thing. Kojima knew all too well that a certain amount of expectation would be put upon him for the sequel. He also knew how to surpass this expectation and give players something that they will not see coming. Something that was not featured in any of the initial marketing for the game until the game was first released in North America in November 2001. But let's not jump the gun just yet, we can learn more about this in the next episode. The next generation of consoles were on the horizon, so the decision was made to develop Metal Gear Solid 2 for PlayStation 2, Xbox, as well as Windows. With this new hardware, the possibilities for how sound can be used in the game, especially the music, are now a lot broader. Being more of a film lover at heart, Kojima recently viewed the 1998 action movie for Replacement Killers with Kazuki who who is now in a sound director role rather than composing prior to Metal Gear Solid 2's development. They loved the music so much they compiled a mix of 18 tracks from the film's composer Harry Gregson Williams into a CD and sent it to his office. Gregson Williams was flattered with the amount of research that was put into putting the CD together as some of the tracks included weren't released. So of course he would join the project as lead composer. A reworked version of the Metal Gear Solid main theme was put together for the game's introduction, with help from Tapi Iwase. Norihiko Hibino also returns to compose two notable themes for the plant section of the game, while also co-composing with Gregson Williams on occasion. Of course, the ending theme was left in the capable hands of Rika Muranaka, fresh from the well-deserved success from the best is yet to come. All of that can wait though. I want to hear this new version of the main theme, but I also need to read the story synopsis. Can I do both? Yeah, both. Here we go. Two years after the events of the Shadow Moses incident, Solid Snake and Otacon Working as philanthropy, receive intelligence of a new type of Metal Gear being transported through the Hudson River in New York. As Snake boards the tanker, it's seized by a group of Russian mercenaries led by Revolver Ocelot, intent on stealing the new Metal Gear. Wow. Gregson Williams and Iwase definitely know how to work their way around an orchestra. Not just any old orchestra, mind you. London's Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, who I've seen live plenty of times, never ceases to disappoint. Hearing this for the first time absolutely blew me away, and I knew that I was going to be in this for a long haul. This is the first piece of music you'll hear as played during the opening credits for the game. The cinematic quality alone is proof enough that Kojima wanted the scale of this game to match that of Hollywood at the time, if not beyond that. Let's listen to some in-game music from the tanker chapter and see if the concept matches the final product. The first piece we hear when entering the interior of the tanker is the namesake of the area you're infiltrating, the crew's quarters. If you've ever been inside anything that resembles a ship, you'll know that the majority of the interior consists of long, narrow corridors surrounded by thick and windy pipelines. If you listen to all of the music from the tanker chapter that's used for infiltration, None of it will matter if the first track doesn't initially hook you in. I can say with complete honesty that this gets the job done. The mix between the electronic and the orchestral sets the perfect scene for Snake. To provide context, his mission is to sneak into a US Marine Corps stronghold disguised as a tanker, find the prototype of a metal gear that the Marines have been working on, and take photographs to be sold to the media as an expose. Already, we're getting shades of not trusting what we're seeing in front of our very eyes with the music. The electronic instruments represent the mechanics and typical ambient sounds that you would expect from a ship's interior: unexplained clangs of metal, steam passing through pipes, the odd water trickle, etc. The orchestral instruments, on the other hand, which are primarily strings and brass, brings the human factor to the mix. The Russian mercenaries have already begun their takeover of the tanker at this point. We're not in the wide and open spaces of Shadow Moses anymore. Every corner needs to be checked before passing through, or you could potentially expose yourself to an unsuspecting enemy. Imagine slowly peeking around a corner only to spot a soldier in your field of view, and you quickly straighten yourself back into the corner. That's how I picture the strings, with their crescendos into an accented staccato chord, In other words, playing a chord that's gradually getting louder and then following that with a chord that has been cut short while having a strong attack. All of this is layered together nicely with an uneven percussion that doesn't stick to a conventional rhythm. This adds so much more tension to what's going on. It's like the music is trying to egg the player on into finding out what happens next. As the saying goes, with new hardware mechanics comes new gameplay mechanics. What do you mean you've never heard that before? Well, I'm sticking with it. A new feature that's been added to Metal Gear Solid 2 is that you don't necessarily go straight into the alert phase if you're spotted by a guard due to the enemy AI being based on real military tactics. After being spotted, the enemy will either knock you down or fire wounding shots at you depending on proximity, Move further away so you wouldn't catch up and then call for the assault team to arrive at their location. It is only after this process is complete that the alert phase will commence. Of course, there is music to accompany this process as well. This is Tanker Alert. The instrumentation stays the same. Everything is just a lot more hyped up now. For both parties, it is a race against time. For the enemy guard, it's calling the strike team in time. For Snake, it's making sure that he deals with his witness before things get worse for him. But what happens if the guard succeeds in alerting the rest of his team and Snake fails in rectifying the situation? Worse yet, what if Snake thinks he has gotten the all clear only to be spotted by a member of the strike team? The answer is both scenarios will take Snake straight to the alert phase. Escaping the alert phase brings the tension down to the newly introduced evasion phase, which is when the strike team will do a sweep of the area and try to find Snake again. After this is the caution phase. Everyone has returned to their original positions, but with tighter security. It is only after the caution phase has died down when the attack team will be pulled back. This next piece has different sections that cover all three phases. Unedited, the piece goes from Caution, Evasion, and Alert, in that order. In-game, this track has been spliced up and then looped, depending on the phase the game is in. I'll play each section individually, as you would hear from the game for the sake of clarity. This is Tanker Incident, during the Alert phase. The brass has more of a forefront in this piece compared to the rest of the Tanker chapter's soundtrack. Of course, the strings and the synths provide great texture, don't get me wrong, but this is when you're spotted in an environment with not as much breathing room than what you might be used to. It's going to take a lot of work to make yourself banish again. The music is just projecting that message to the forefront. Get out and hide now. If you listen closely... Just before the key change, it's actually a small musical hint in regards to the only boss fight this chapter has to offer. I'll reveal all later on in the episode, but for now let's focus on the rest of the tanker incident as we move on to the evasion phase. Just like in Encounter for Metal Gear Solid, this is a toned-down, quieter version of the alert phase. The brass takes a step back here, and now the guitar, synths, and percussion are leading the pack. You might be out of sight, sure, but you are not necessarily out of mind. The assault team are now taking every measure possible to track you down. For all intents and purposes, they're still in the alert phase. The only difference is, you're not constantly running about like a headless chicken anymore. The improved caution phase does allow Snake to infiltrate the tanker again without the fear of the search party coming after him. But the overall security of the area is tighter than before the fallout of you being spotted is still relatively fresh. So you can't blame the enemy for being extra cautious. At least for the time being. The percussion and the bass now take the lead, with the rest of the orchestra making themselves known at the odd interval, adding to the tension that everything could be flipped sideways and back to square one in a single second. I always interpreted the music as if it was asking me a choice. Stay where you are, and wait for the tension to die down to normal, or risk everything to try and complete the next objective, with the reward of saving a bit of time. Tanker incident, and its multiple phases, show us that the Russian mercenaries are no easy pickings. The same thing can definitely be said about the boss character that Snake encounters at the bridge of the tanker, Sergei Golukovich's daughter, Olga. The theme that plays during the fight that follows is... Confronting Olga. You can hear the similarities between this and Tanker Incident, right? There's a three-note motif that the strings play that's also played during Tanker Incident. The only difference is the brass plays the motif in the latter piece. There's a reason for this. Throughout the first stage of the fight, Olga monologues about how much her unit means to her and that she knows nothing about life outside the battlefield. Her only ambition is to impress her father enough to be a worthy successor to his entire private army. This clouds her judgement of Snake purely because she has no idea who she is pointing her barrel at. The music is constantly filled with fast and rapid quavers around the bassline and the counter melody. The dynamics that flow throughout the piece up the intensity even more. The sense of desperation and that feeling of clinging to the last strain of hope, both for the player and for Olga herself, is portrayed quite accurately here. Musically speaking, you'd think the soundtrack from the tanker chapter would set the tone for the rest of the game, right? Well, you thought wrong. Not only does the game itself pull a sharp left into unprecedented territory, the music will soon follow suit and it will start paving the way to one of the most discussed moments related to the uncanny valley in video game history. That's all I can say about the music of the tanker chapter of Metal Gear Solid 2 without going too deep into story territory. In the next episode, I'll be talking about my musical highlights from The Plants Chapter. This chapter is significantly larger than the tanker chapter as it is technically the main game to the tanker chapter's prologue. So I'm going to need some time to make a podcast episode that explores the music. I hope two weeks is enough. This also begs the question, should I make my own arrangement of a Metal Gear Solid track? Head on over to my website, lewisjamesmusic.com, have a listen to my other covers, as well as original music, and see what you think. If you're able, please consider supporting me on Coffee. I'll put a link in the description of this episode. 2023 is already starting to look like an interesting year for me. All I ask is that you come along for the ride. I'll be back with part 2 of my analysis of the music of Metal Gear Solid 2, on my melodies of life.